Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, a part of the IDP Army Podcast Network. We are at the end of position previews going into the 2022 college football season. Happy to have you all in today. We are going to end on linebackers and defensive backs. Uh, we're only going to do five of each. I uh, was making up the list for them a couple of days ago, and I realized that I'm not super confident in the back half of the lists just yet. So uh, just for the sake of saving time and making sure that we can get through all of these uh, position previews, um, we're going to do just five linebackers and five defensive backs. Um, we just did Ed Rushers last week. If you're an IDP fan, you go check that out because that is more of the list that you're probably going to want to integrate yourself with because those are where the better players are. But there are some gems here, especially on the linebacker side, that I think that you'll be able to get on your team this season. Uh, we're not going to do tight ends. I, I I can try to make the list past Michael Mayer from Notre Dame um, into a very interesting one for everyone. If, you know, if that was something that I think would be useful, but I do not currently because uh, the tight ends are a little bit, um, it's not that any of them aren't good. It's just that I don't think we're going to be, they're not going to be fantasy relevant. So we'll just save that for in season talk and we'll, maybe somebody will be getting themselves uh, pushed up. But today we're going to talk about linebackers and defensive backs. So before we get to it all, though, let's do it. All right. I'm excited to have you all in today. I hope that you all are having a great day. So IDP fans out there. We're going to talk linebackers and defensive backs today. Um, so the edge rushers is the way more exciting position because most of them are going to be dual eligible linebacker and uh, defensive end for the most part. So you're probably going to be more glued to that side of the football because that's probably the more interesting IDP relevant players that are going to be drafted higher in your leagues but there are some linebackers here that i think that you're going to be very interested in come uh draft time so let's start right at the top and that's noah seawall from oregon he is the younger brother of penne seawall who also went to oregon um 250 pounds 72 tackles last season four sacks one interception three pass breakups he was everywhere everywhere uh, very, uh, very versatile linebacker for this team. He will be a Mike. He profiles as a Mike linebacker at the next level. Um, he's got great instincts when it comes to finding the football and he stays on that ball carrier. So um, tackle floor is going to be very high. I think it could be higher getting into a couple of his weaknesses real quick. 
is tackling and coverage. So I know that's kind of the two things as a linebacker that you probably need to be good at, but coverage, it, it's not that he's really bad at it. It's just that he was not asked super, you know, a lot to do it. So he was mainly, you know, cause he had Kayvon Thibodeau to his left and he was mainly just asked to diagnose the defense and see where he needed to be. And he never, you know, he dropped in coverage a couple times, but not enough to where I think that that's a strength of his. Um, and also tackling, it's not necessarily that he can't tackle because he had plenty of tackles last season. Um, it's that I think his tackle floor could be higher based on his, sometimes he goes in and he goes to hit the ball to like, try to dislodge it, tries to create a fumble or tries to, you know, make a pass breakup, something like that potentially. Whereas I think, you know, the wrapping up could be cleaned up slight a bit. Um, I think that he's going to be a fantastic player at the next level. Um, I've seen some ple- people that have had him in the back half of the first round. And I think that's a little quick bait. E if I can be completely honest, because he's a top 10 player going into this draft. He's going like, this is the one linebacker that I'm extremely confident in that you're going to be able to plug and play on your diet or in your fantasy football team next season and you will be completely fine i don't think there will be a problem in the world having noah seawall on your team going into next season um and that's if you that's just if you miss out on like will anderson for example i think that you'd rather have will anderson obviously but if you miss out on him and you you know you're really in the need for just a linebacker especially those positional leagues where you will have to have the exact position i think noah seawall will be your guy um I don't think he'll be dual eligible. He does kind of play a little bit like a defensive end, but not enough. And especially not as enough as this next player. And that is number two, Trenton Simpson from Clemson. Yes, it rhymes. Simpson from Clemson. Um, I've seen a lot of people um, say that he plays a lot like Jeremiah Owusu Kormoa did at Notre Dame. And I'm not going to lie. It kind of it, it, it kind of fits a little bit. So he's 6'3, 230 pounds, 52 tackles last season, seven sacks, and one pass breakup. Um they he is an extremely versatile player. Like that is his one strength, I think. That I mean, he 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 can be a Mike linebacker, um, where he's kind of diagnosing putting people in place, doing his thing um back there. But he can also drop into coverage. He is he can cover a linebacker, um, and will be, I don't know, very involved. I think at the next level. Now we've had kind of some scares. Um, Isaiah Simmons, he was a you know hybrid linebacker, um, kind of made you nervous. Jeremy Chin kind of profiles as a defensive back and a linebacker, uh, for example. But I think he's more in the vein of. Uh, the Joker from Cleveland. I, th- I think that that is more what we're looking at here. Um, his one weakness is kind of what Jeremiah Lusu Cormoz was, and that's strength. He needs to be a little bit stronger um, because he's made, you know, he's sacrificing the strength for speed. And while that is good at the college level, when you get to the NFL, that speed, you know, everybody's fast. That's the thing. Like everybody's going to be fast at the next level. That's just how it is, you know, Uh, like everybody is (laughs) everybody's fast. So he needs to make up some of that strength. I don't think he's going to do it this year. I think he's going to keep going down the line. 
Um, Clemson was very, um, very, you know, like I said, 52 tackles, seven sacks, one pass breakup. Had him playing very close to the line, um, but he doesn't necessarily need to do that. He can drop back in coverage. He can be a little bit more involved. And now that Brent Venables isn't there, who's a huge D-line guy, um, this could be a chance. So I do want to mention that there is a chance that he could be a defensive end by the year year's end. He could get that classification going into the NFL. I don't know. We'll see. I, I personally think he's going to stick as a linebacker, but there is a chance that he gets that dual eligibility going in at the next level. So Trent Simpson, again, we're talking about a first rounder here. We're talking probably top half of the first round, maybe the 15, 14, 13 range. Um, depends really on what we see from this season. He's got a new coach. Clemson is profiles to be, or should be good this year. So I think we should be seeing a lot of him and he should be able to uh, make up for some of that. So those are the two I feel great with. I, I don't have any problem at all with either of those players. Those guys are the must haves going into next draft season. So, Let's get on to the little bit of mystery that we have. And that starts with number three, Justin Flo from Oregon. So he had a foot injury in 2021 that provided only allowed him to play one game. Um, he had a torn meniscus in 2020, which only allowed him to play two games. So he has played a th- total of three games at the collegiate level. He is 6'2", 235 pounds, and... I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, why in the world is this guy? It, it's it's more of how he, how he was coming out of high school, how he profiles to be able to play this year. Um, honestly, I didn't even write down strengths or weaknesses for him because the one thing that we need to see from him is how he plays coming off the injury. Um, he profiles to be a very good linebacker. He profiles to be in the same vein as the guys listed above him. Whereas they're, you know, good and cover, you know, they they can cover. He can play the Mike linebacker if need be, even though Noah Seawall is going to be that guy on the team this year. Um, he should be, he, he, he's going to be a good tackler. Like, you know, at 235 pounds, he's very fluid in motion. I think that he could be, you know, another dual eligibility guy, kind of like Trent Simpson, where he drops back in coverage. We just need to see it. And that's, you know, that should tell you where the linebackers are on this list is that a guy like that profiles to be the third best linebacker in this class, but we haven't seen it. So it's hard to put him up there, but moving on. Well, I, I, I keep it short with him. We'll watch Justin flow this year. I just need to put, I'm, I'm setting my flag up where I put him up at the top now, and then I'll drop him as the season goes on as he or or move him up. I I doubt he moves up, but if he does move up, we'll have already started him up there. So we'll see. Number four, Henry To'o To'o from Alabama. So he played his first two years of college at the University of Tennessee um, before going down to Bama to play for Nick Saban last season. Uh, 6'2", 228 pounds. Um, I'm not going to lie. He, he comps to me like N'Kobe Dean. Uh, he, he is, you know, he's taller than N'Kobe Dean, but he's around the same weight as N'Kobe Dean. And he's got 75 tackles, three sacks last season. 
he's more of just a leader on the defense. I mean, he's never going to outshine Will Anderson on the Alabama defense. You're never going to leave a game saying, wow, that uh, Henry To'o To'o was way better than Will Anderson. You're never going to leave it like that. And I mean, there's other players on the Alabama defense that you're even going to be more attracted to, I think, by the end of this. Um, but he's a very good leader, kind of like N'Kobe Dean was last year when he was on a team with all first-rounders pretty much, and he had to be the leader of that. And I think that's kind of what we're looking at here with uh, Henry To'o To'o. Um, he, he's good in coverage. That That's, you know, he's not really needed in the pass rush game. He more you know, can find the guy with the ball good at closing in speed to get to them and making the tackle. There's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. And I would say, you know, the weaknesses are the same. We had with the Dean. He had, he was undersized and he is good, but not great at everything. And while the Dean, the, the only, the main difference between the two and why I'm higher, was higher on the Dean than I will be on, Henry To'o To'o is that uh, Nakobe Dean made the impact plays count every time. He's the guy that makes the interception. He is the guy that makes the fumble or d- has the fumble and makes the fumble recovery. He he's the guy that gets in on those sacks. He is was way more involved on the Georgia defense. Now here's the thing: maybe is that a product of the Georgia defense just being that incredible that he can afford to do that on that kind of a defense where the whole entire team is talented. So it just affords more opportunities for players such as Nakobe Dean last year. Sure. I, I could listen to that kind of an argument, but at the same time, Henry To'o, To'o you know, we're, we're just going to need to see that next level this year. Now, if he comes in flying and he is, you know, it's Will Anderson and Henry To'o, To'o and we're just like talking about those two hand in hand, Sure, I will be willing to make myself, uh, you know, I, I'll be willing to say I was wrong about him. But going into the season, he is a little undersized and he needs to work on some, he needs to get great at one thing, at least, if not just better at both things. Um, and I mean, Alabama's going to be good this year. So we should be see plenty of him. He should be in plenty of big games. He should be the guy that you're looking for out there. So we will see Henry To'o To'o. Hopefully not overshadowed by Will Anderson, but it's hard not to be because that guy is a beast. Uh, and the last player on this list I have is Marvion Overshone from Texas. Uh, 6'4", 224 pounds, uh, 52 tackles last season, two sacks, and one pass break up. Break up. Um, he's a tackle machine. That, that's the one thing that he has been in his entire career. He is very good at diagnosing run plays. I mean, if you're running on DeMarvion Overshone, uh, you hope that you went the opposite direction that he was on because he is going to stop that right in his tracks. Um, and he's very fast, too. Like, that is the one thing about him. Um, I'm pretty sure he runs a 4.5, uh, 40. He, he's a really quick player. This is another candidate I think could be a linebacker slash defensive end. He's just a little like small for a defensive end. He's going to have to bulk up quite a bit if he wants to be that. But at 6'4", you could definitely see him profile as such. Um, But only being 228 pounds is kind of putting him behind the eight ball there. Um, Now, the weaknesses is he is a super senior. He's in his fifth year. Um, And he needs to be, you know, he needs to get quite a bit stronger. And 
I mean, I, you know, just kind of touched on that a little bit, but he's going to have to gain, not necessarily weight, but muscle. And if you're going to be the smaller guy, especially at six, four with that kind of frame, you're going to need to be a little bit bulkier. If you're going to, you know, at the next level, you know, this is a guy right here that I'm pretty sure, you know, breaking out the Chris Collinsworth. This is a guy like the Marvion Overshone is a guy that I think we're going to look back on and be like, wow, why wasn't he better in college than he is now in the NFL? I think he's going to, he's going to be that guy. And I personally cannot wait to see how he transforms at the next level. All right. Done with linebackers. There's plenty more to talk about. I, we will get to them as we move on, but, um, for now, we're just going to leave it at those five. Uh, we're going to move on to defensive backs. It's not as exciting as it was last year. Um, I hate to say. I, I mean, I guess, you know, Kyle Hamilton, there's a, I don't know if you've all seen the video on Twitter where he was getting absolutely, he absolutely got cooked uh, off the line. Um, I just, to address that slightly, he is not a man to like man to man coverage guy. That is never was never going to be Kyle Hamilton's game. If you're going to judge Kyle Hamilton based off of that, then okay, sure. But he played he played free safety and was never really asked to ever do press coverage at the line. Uh, it was just never in his repertoire of tools. So why they even put that video out? Maybe it was just something they were doing for fun or something. I don't know, but absolutely roasted on Twitter by everyone that just, you know, was like, Hey, that's weird. A defensive back that can't cover. That's not quite what it was. He's not a cover guy off the line. Um, but to start off these defensive backs, we have another Notre Dame kid and that would be Brandon Joseph who played opposite Kyle Hamilton last season, six, one pounds, 60 tackles, two passes, defense and three interceptions. Um, now, here is the better thing about him than we had with Kyle Hamilton is that he can play free safety and he can also play coverage man-to-man off the line, which is something Kyle Hamilton, obviously, as we saw from that video, struggled with. So the the another good thing about him is, you know, Kyle Hamilton was 6'4", Brandon Joseph's 6'1". He's built like a cornerback, but he tackles and plays really heavy like a, a safety so i think that the versatile the versatility of that is going to be very key to having him on your team going into the, like when you get to the 2023 draft do i think he's going to go high in the draft potentially I, I i mean i don't think i don't think he makes it out of the first round I, top 10's not out of the question i i love how he profiles Profiling as a cornerback that can play safety is the dream of any team looking for a safety because most safeties are like Kyle Hamilton where they need to start further back and then they go on the hunt to try to get the ball. With Brandon Joseph, you can put him off the line or you can leave him in, you know, drop him in the coverage, one of the two, whichever one you want, and he will be very available to make all of the tackles and passes. So, Brandon Joseph is a really good player. Um, I'd say his one weakness is tackling, and that's just because of his size. He needs to bulk up a little bit, slightly. Um, for his size, 6'1", 192 pounds is not that bad, but at the next level, I think he's going to need to be 200, 200 and change. 
So I am um, excited for Brandon Joseph. I think he's going to be a good defensive back going into the next season. Don't think he's going to be quite as exciting as Kyle Hamilton got, but potentially. Uh, number two on this list, Jordan Battle from Alabama. Um, 6'1", 206 pounds. Just mentioned size. This, this is the size. Jordan Battle, 6'1", 206 pounds, 63 tackles last year, three interceptions, four passes defensed. Now, the one fun fact about Jordan Battle last year, allowed 111 yards the entire season in coverage. Yes, literally. The entire season, when some a quarterback threw on Jordan Battle, they only gained 111 yards for all, I think he played in 14 games, all 14 games. It's less than 10 yards a game if you're out there doing quick math. Just insane. He is an extremely good cover corner or cover safety. He is, I mean, I, the only reason that he's not as high as Brandon Joseph is that his timing on tackles is, or in, in coverage is slightly off. In my opinion, like whenever a, like diagnosing a play, he's not, he does not have that one, step further that i think brandon joseph has but he is still an incredible safety he's definitely a first rounder brandon joseph and jordan battle i like we're gonna be flip-flopping them the entire season i believe i think they're both gonna be great i think both notre dame and alabama are gonna be great and i think that both of these guys are gonna be vying for that top safety position by the end of the season um we're just starting joseph one battle two but either of these guys is gonna be solid going into next season um and, for, I mean, the, these are the two guys you're going to look out for in secondary. If you need a safety on your team, if you're looking for a defensive back that you have needed to fill out your position, these are going to be your guys. So let's move on to the less, the, the you know, the mysteries. This, we'll start with the mysteries. So number three, we're going to start with a personal favorite of mine, and that's Akeem Dent from Florida State. Only played 10 games last season. 6-1. 196 pounds safety, 34 tackles, one interception, three pass breakups in the 10 games that he played last season. Um, he is the leader of the defense, good tackler, good speed. None of those are an issue. Needs to be stronger, of course. I, I think I, I think that's just going to be a theme with 6'1 and under 200-pound guys is they're going to have to get stronger, and the, the way to gain that weight is going to be hitting the weight room. And I'm sure that's going to happen through the season, so I'm not overly concerned. Um, the only problem with Akeem Dent I have, like in mainly what everybody else has, is he's just a good tackler and he's just got good speed. He does not have transcendent breakneck speed that like is going to definitely profile to the next level. So I definitely could see him going into the second round. Um, a lot of people might have him further down their list even. I don't – I just – I believe in Akeem Dent. I liked him when he was coming out of high school. I think that he has shown the ability on a bad Florida State team. I think he's shown that he can be a guy there. And I I think that that ability uh, makes him well worth the price of admission to getting Akeem Dent. So I'm starting him out at number three. Could shoot further down depending on how the season goes. Uh, Number four, we're going to use our one cornerback here, and that's Keely Ringo from Georgia. Um, I think he could be a top four player in the draft. I'm not going to lie to you. He's an amazing corner back. 
205 pounds, 34 tackles last season, two interceptions, eight passes defense. Um, he plays like a safety. That's the weird part of Keely Ringo uh, for Georgia is he's a very safety-ish cornerback. And I think that I think that NFL GMs are going to like talent evaluators are going to have to see that and they're going to have to use him as such at the next level. I mean, he is really good in coverage. I mean, he and he also kind of plays the position like a receiver. Like if you had a receiver and you made them into a cornerback or a safety, he kind of plays like that, like how that player would play. And that's kind of exciting. I'm not going to lie. Like I think that that, could mean a lot of good things for Keely Ringo. I'm just because he's a cornerback, you know how everyone in the IDP, you know, every, you know, community feels about cornerbacks. So I can see what the problem like most people are going to have. Like Sauce Gardner last year was an amazing cover corner. Is he ever going to be fancy relevant? I don't necessarily know if that's ever going to happen. Keely Ringo, I think, actually could break the mold um, because he can be a ball hawk. Um, and like I said, he does play the position like a safety. And if he just gets, a, you know, at 6'2", you're going to have to be a little bit stronger than 205, in my opinion. So he's going to have to gain a little bit more strength. That's kind of all the defensive backs and my like most of them, to be honest, other than Jordan Battle. I think he's perfect. But Keely Ringo is going to have to gain a little bit. Like most of them are going to have to gain a little bit of strength. And that's mainly just to like out-muscle receivers. Receivers are coming in, you know, six three six two and they're all going to be about 220 pounds or so what are you going to do with that when you're a receiver some of them are smaller like uh like jamar chase for example i think he's like 190 pounds like that's kind of what that's kind of who you're going to be after there um but most of these guys have the speed that's you know going to keep them relevant so the speed that by itself is good enough um and i think keely ringo could easily be a guy that I think IDP drafts might actually get drafted in the first couple of rounds in rookie drafts. I don't know that for sure. We'll have to see exactly what team he goes to and how they plan to use him, but there's a chance. Um, all right. We'll move on to the last player on this list. A little bit of a mystery and that's Jordan or Jalen, sorry, Catalan from Arkansas. He only played six games last season, uh, 5'10", 199 pounds, 36 tackles, two interceptions, three pass breakups in those six games played. Um, he's going to need a little bit more playing time for me to fully form the opinion on Jordan Cattle or Jalen Cattle. Man, why do I keep saying Jordan? I keep thinking of Jordan Battle. No, Jalen Catalan. If I, before I form my full opinion, I will need to see him out there a little bit more for Arkansas this year. I have no real qualms. I mean, he is a little small. But he's a very strong player for being small. Like, he is, I mean, 5'10", 199 pounds for a safety. That is, first of all, that's insane. But it's also very strong. Now, obviously being 5'10", going up against mostly 6'2", 6'4", players. There's 6'1", players in there, too. And you're always going to be at the height disadvantage which is another reason that we're going to have to just wait and see how this year goes he's going to be in the sec he's going to play against some good players this year so we're going to get to see him play exactly how his size is um 
I, there's a little bit of mystery to Jordan Catalan, but I'm very intrigued going into the season. And I just, I'm, we're going to put him at number five and we'll see what happens. He's the first, he's the last player uh, safety wise that I think we could potentially could work themselves into the first round, but I mean, probably going to be a second rounder. Um, probably going to have to depend on where he lands landing wise. Um, I would say Brandon Joseph, Jordan Battle, doesn't matter where they end up. You're going to want them on your team. Keem Dent and Jalen Catalan, definitely going to matter where they go. And then Keely Ringo, I think it's going to matter. But there's a potential that, you know, he gets used as a potential cornerback safety situation, which would be weird. We'd never really see that at the next level. So that, that that's all that's our player previews for this year i'm excited to be into college football season i cannot wait to start with these lists and start working our way up and down uh last year we were extremely accurate going into the season of exactly how the drafts ended up for the most part so i think this season we're going to i think more of the same i think the, the point of this podcast is to kind of be a open notebook each week. We're going to watch the games. We're going to break down exactly how each player did and who moves up and down. Uh, we won't go through every position every week. We'll just kind of hit the highlights and hit the lowlights. People that are moving up, people that are moving down and player, potentially new players out there that I haven't even factored in. Um, Kenneth Walker will always be the biggest example of this. I did not have Ken- Kenneth Walker in the top. I don't even, I think we did top eight running backs last season and I didn't have him in the top eight going into the season. And he came out of nowhere to be the third best. Um, well, come out of nowhere is a little strong. He had a season to remember for Michigan state last season. So he was somebody that we were excited about after seeing him play. So I hope that there's players like that this season, but this is what I have going into this season. And I hope that you all can at least, you know, Jot these names down. Just just keep them in the back of your head. Um, please follow along with the, the podcast this whole season. I promise you, we like I said, we were very accurate going into the 2022 draft. I think 2023 draft, we're going to be even better kind of diagnosing exactly how good each one of these players are. So without further ado, have a great rest of your day, IDP Army. I really appreciate you tuning in. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching this on YouTube. Thanks for being here. If you're listening to this in a podcast, I also appreciate you listening there as well. If you would like to support the uh, podcast and support our IDP Army, please go to patreon.com backslash IDP Army. We'll get you into the IDP index, the ultimate IDP index, and get you ready for your drafts this season. Um, Also, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, people that are listening to the podcast. We appreciate each and every subscriber, and I, you know, can't give you all any more thanks. I really appreciate you all letting me do this. I appreciate all the people that listen through this entire thing. Uh, these only, I love these little 30-minute shows because it gets me in and out really quick, and it gets you in and out really quick, especially if you're listening to like one and a half speed or whatever. I'm sure this thing's fine because I feel like I talk fast, but maybe at one and a half speed it's even quicker. I don't know. But thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.